Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Welcome back to the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella, and I want to give a warm welcome to Kyle. Uh, why don't you pronounce your last name so I don't screw that up? Yeah, you can say it one of two ways, either Renke or Ranky, either way. All right, cool. Out of Sacramento, California. Um, so uh, welcome, Kyle, to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks uh, for having me. I'm definitely excited to be here. Cool. So yeah, we were just kind of like catching up and, and talking about some stuff. I think one of the biggest things that kind of jumped out at me is just how many deals you did in your first year and, and how it was related to investing. Um, but before we we go into that, if you can just give us a little bit of background about like when you got started in real estate, what you were focused on, and then how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I really, I've had my license for almost three years, um, coming up on three years here in May. For about the first year, I really didn't do much. Um, and I previously worked as a medical speech pathologist. That was my W-2 job. Um, I had gotten my master's degree to be in that field. I was in that field for nearly a decade, um, but just wasn't happy with the ceiling that comes with working a W-2 job where, you know, I could see myself, I couldn't see myself being there for like the next, you know, 20 or 30 years. And so um, I was really looking for something different. And um, I did part-time real estate pretty much all of 2019. And then as 2020 rolled around, um, I had gotten myself up to a point, I think I had about six or seven contracts in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and then at that point, I felt like this was a good time for me to make the jump, uh, gave my 30 day notice. And um, literally my last day of on the job at my W2 job was March 13th, Friday the 13th. And then March 16th was my first day as a full-time real estate agent, which was also the first day of uh, the shutdowns due to coronavirus. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy timing. But um, as you know, we were talking about before you jumped on, it definitely worked out for you. You did what 45 deals you said in your first kind of full-time year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did 45 deals. And um, now the year prior to that, you were part-time, you're working a W-2 job and you were doing, did you say that you did six transactions that year? I did about 12 my first year. Okay. So 12 your first year, talk a little bit about how you got to 12 transactions as a part-time agent. Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing that allowed me to get to 12 was, first of all, we there, that was the time when we still had open houses, right? Right now in California, open houses just still aren't a thing. Um, so a lot of my lead generation focused around um, building a tribe, building a community from people at open houses, um, and then really targeting a lot of people that were in my sphere of influence. So a lot of these people were actually my coworkers that I knew at my job, that I worked with at the hospital. And then the the, the probably the third and, and the most fruitful one was um, building a community of um, agents, or I'm sorry, of investors and um, what we call house hackers, people that would come in and, you know, want to live in one part of the house and rent out the other side. Um, and so we would hold a lot of meetups uh, in the Sacramento area where people can come out. So this would just give us a great way to build relationships with people. And so um, a lot of those people ended up working with me both in 2019 and in 2020 to uh, find them house hack properties. 
That's awesome. So just for the audience who doesn't exactly know what a house hack is, can you kind of give us like your definition of what it kind of looks like? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, house hacking really is the ability to um, live in one portion of the house and rent out the other portion so that you can get your monthly living expenses and your mortgage payment down. And so the way I usually describe it is there's a few different types of house hacks, right? There's the multifamily house hack where maybe you buy a duplex or a triplex, you live in one unit, you rent out the other two. Um, the other type of house hack would be um, maybe finding a house that has an additional dwelling unit in in-laws quarters or a pool house in the back. And maybe you live in that pool house and you rent out the main house. And then the third type is maybe some type of home that already has um, the ability to make a modification to it. So you might buy a single family house and um, live in the top portion, but rent out the basement. Or you might find that you can easily split that house in half by just throwing up a little bit of drywall and maybe adding a kitchenette or a bathroom um, and doing kind of a minor rehab to it. And so essentially the idea is to, it's kind of like Uber for your house, right? Where you're putting your asset to work and using that to produce some income. I love that. And the way that you explain that is so clear. And I, I can picture you at a meetup kind of talking like that. And, you know, I think, um, you know, you're in California, I'm in Massachusetts, we're in, you know, two of the higher priced kind of, you know, states, you know, across the country where this is a real thing where, you know, not only is it necessary for some people, but it's a great way to kind of, you know, get that first investment property. Um, so talk a little bit about like, how you're, I guess, promoting those meetups and what that kind of looks like in order to get clients from that type of uh, lead generation. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the key is really, um, for us, we tend to focus on the concept of building financial independence, uh, building wealth, and getting to that point where buying a house is not just to buy a house. Buying a house actually is a stepping stone to get to you to your eventual goals, which for many people within our community, they, they want to have that passive stream of income. They want to be able to quit their job or not even necessarily quit, but just have the freedom and the ability to choose what they want to do and, and when they want to do it. And so um, a big way that we kind of promote these meetups has, has really been word of mouth mouth. Um, social media is definitely a big thing. Um, but just letting as many people know about what's going on, right. And what's kind of going into it. My, um, my partner in the business, his name's David Green. So he's, he's definitely a big name. So his, his name attracts um, a lot of attention as well. And so we'll definitely post stuff on his social media. And I think the biggest thing has really been just building this tribe or this community of like-minded individuals, because there's so many people out there that want to connect with other people. They want to talk about financial independence. They want to talk about building wealth, but they just don't feel 100% comfortable doing it with their friends or their family. And so it's just a great opportunity for people to come in and get to know each other. And so now you're running that solely through a meetup group. Like, or do you have any other platforms you're running it on? Is there a Facebook group? Is there anything else? Or are you kind of pushing everybody into that meetup community? So we're really pushing them into the physical meetups before COVID. That was the biggest thing, right? And we kind of have just a database where we have all their information so that we can resend them um, more information about when the next meetup is. But now as we've, you know, did 45 deals last year, there was a lot of house hackers that were in that group. And so um, we're now bringing them into the group and we're actually giving them, even, well, it's funny too, um, even a few of them have already come in and joined my team as real estate agents, right? So they, they 
see what we're doing and they want to be a part of it, but they also want to help and share the concept of house hacking with other people to share what they're doing. Um, and so what we're doing is we're actually bringing in case studies from other house hackers of here's what I learned. Here's the biggest struggle that I had. Here's how I found tenants. Here's how I found the property. Um, so it's really neat because now the people that we were once teaching are becoming the teachers. That's awesome. And so what are you doing with those groups with COVID now? Obviously it's tough to maybe even impossible depending on what state you're in to to put a bunch of people in the same you know group at a time. So what what have you done? Because you did 44 deals last year with you not having the ability to get people in person, right? So yep. So a big part of what we did was um, we're creating a like a house hacking Facebook community, um, yep. and then we're wanting to take it even a step beyond that to where we just create an online community where everybody can meet. And fortunately, we are getting to the point now um, we're actually trying to plan a physical meetup here come in April. Um, we have a, just a venue or a space that's going to allow us to do it. We can do it obviously as long as it's COVID compliant. And so um, we because absolutely with these types of of um, people and individuals, you you have to meet in person. So unfortunately, because we can't necessarily do it all um, over, you know, virtually meeting in person is definitely going to be a huge help. So related to like the Facebook community, how are you inviting people into there? And then what value are you giving them for being in that group? Yeah, I think the biggest value that people are getting from it are meeting with the other house hackers themselves. Because me as one person or real estate agents that are on my team, we can talk about house hacking all day long. But when it's actually coming from people that were just in their shoes a few months ago, um, it has much more power. So I think that's the biggest value that we're bringing them is we're bringing them connections. And it's not just connections to other house hackers, but we're also giving them to connections to, you know, um, ideas of, you know, what, what they can expect for rents in certain areas, different strategies that they can implement, um, different, uh, you know, vendors that they can get connected with different software programs they can use to help them draw up their lease. So that's a big part of it too, is we're, we're not only giving the value of, of the relationships in the community, but we're also giving, giving them tools for their tool belt. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, you know, there's so many different niches that can be served as a real estate agent. And investing is, is definitely, you know, one of them. And even within investing, there's so many niches. You know, you can talk about buy and hold multifamily. You can talk about commercial. You can talk about um, house hacking like you're doing. You can talk about flipping. And, and you guys have really, you know, niched it down to something that's very, very specific. There's a huge demand for it. Okay. We know that there's a million people who want to invest in real estate in some way, shape or form. And you guys are really, I mean, it, it's like the definition of almost like, how do you do your first deal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a big are, part of it. So you guys are providing, you know, all of the resources and this, I'm assuming this is probably all for free or very low cost for people to get into the group. Yeah, it's actually a hundred percent for free. Um, so, and, and what, that's actually one of the benefits that we we share with people additionally when they get started is listen, you get all of this information for free because we get compensated really by the seller, right? When you end up buying a property. So you guys get all these, all these resources that we're providing for free and you get the connections. Um, and that's all we really want it from them, right? Cause we feel like it's a two way street and we just yep. ask that the people that join that they're willing to share and learn, um, and kind of keep this, um, this high level of culture of what we're looking for within the entire group. Yeah. And so now 
did you kind of come up with this idea on your own? I know you work with David, like how, how did you, because like, this is definitely a more advanced kind of marketing strategy, not that it's super complicated, but it's not something that most agents are kind of doing. So how did that kind of come to be? Yeah, I would say it was more of just uh, something we stumbled upon. It was more of an evolution um, of the meetups. Initially, when we were putting on meetups, a lot of them would focus on, you know, how to burr a property or how to flip a property or, you know, just financial concepts, which we still talk about and we teach about. But it seems like the house hacking niche was a great way because, number one, there's a lot of first-time homebuyers that are wanting to get into the home, especially out here in California where the prices are so dang expensive. Yep. And yet they um, they don't they don't want to make jump over that hurdle because they you know they can't justify the mortgage. But now when they see okay this actually is going to help me reach my goals and probably reach them quicker, um, we started noticing that more people were asking for um, information on house hacking, and so we started just kind of focusing on that and giving um, talks on house hacking. We definitely talk about a lot of other strategies as well, but um, house hacking seems to be the key one. Cool. And then, so you did 45 deals in your, in your, you know, COVID year, how many of those came directly from talking about investing? Yeah, I would say probably 45% is what came from talking about investing. Um, it came from the community that we had built. Um, and a lot of this was from people that had come in and um, come to our meetups uh, and met with me. It's interesting. I still hear people that say, hey, I remember that meetup we did back in October. I don't know if you remember me, but I, I met you and now I want to come work with you. And it's, so it's, it's almost like um, we're seeing the fruits of the, the meetups even come, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 months later. Um, and so a big portion of has been from that, but then also what's happening is um, their friends and are seeing their success as well. And so they're saying, well, I want to do what you're doing. Can you get me connected with the people that helped you find your house hack property? Let's take a quick break from the episode to get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors. Join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. Are you strategically building a real estate team from that? Or again, is that kind of like you stumbled upon it and you're kind of just like having fun with it? No. Yeah. So this is definitely um, a team that we are definitely looking to build. So right now we have, um, I was able to get myself within the top 2% of realtors in the greater Sacramento area um, and the three counties back in 2020. And so I still feel like, you know, we, we're not even close to the ceiling of what we can reach in terms of providing a high level of service and values to um buyers, sellers, investors, and that that's not just house hackers, right? And so we, that to us, that's kind of one, one niche that we're focusing on, but yeah. um, definitely feel like there's, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. And so, um, so yeah, we are building a team. I currently have one um, listing assistant that's working with us. I have a social media guy. I've got a full-time assistant and then a couple showing agents as well. So what's the, the long-term vision for that group for you? Yeah, so really the long-term vision for this group is for me to initially or eventually be able to step out of the day-to-day 
where I can focus more on the long-term vision, um, focusing on growth, but really for the people that are coming in and starting to work with me, um, learning how I can help them reach their goals, right. And help them build their business within real estate. And so a lot of the, the vision that the, of what I cast down is actually the vision that's cast from, from David, who kind of runs the mothership, which is in, uh, the East Bay area. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, um, David and how you got connected with him and kind of how you guys work together. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, David, for those of you that don't know, he's the co-host of a podcast called the bigger pockets podcast. And, um, that's where they focus a lot on real estate investing and house hacking. And David runs a, uh, Keller Williams, uh, high producing team right now. We're actually the top team in Northern California, Hawaii. And, um, he kind of started that a few years ago. He's a past, uh, former cop, but David and I actually go back before he was a cop. So we've known each other for 20 years. Um, he was the best man in my wedding 15 years ago. We grew up, I think we met each other when we were 17, we played high school basketball against each other. And, um, David saw probably about three or four years ago before I got my license, uh, that I was getting stuck in my career. I was really, um, heavily burdened by student loan debt, trying to get rid of all that. And so he came to me with the, I was kind of his first person that he went to and said, Hey, here's my vision. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm doing in the real estate field. And I want you to be a part of that. And I want you to build the expansion team in Sacramento. That's awesome. And that, that happened just two years ago, right? Yeah, it was about almost three years ago. Three years ago at this point. Yeah. So you said that, you know, half of your real estate transactions came from the investing, you know, element. Uh, what about the other 20, 25 uh, transactions that you did again in pretty much like your first fully full, full-time year? Yeah. So a lot of those came from, uh, number one, they came from my sphere of influence. So friends, family, coworkers, I can't tell you like how awesome it was just to, just to have these relationships with people that kind of saw me making the progress in my life. And a lot of them actually came from social media, um, which was really cool too. Um, just from posting stuff on Instagram, posting stuff on, um, Facebook of what I'm doing. And so a lot of it came from my own sphere of influence and then just referrals from friends. People had seen the work that I did. Um, they appreciated the work that I did. And so I, I wasn't too humble to ask, you know, for a referral. I'd say, Hey, if you know anybody that's looking to do the same, I would definitely love to help them out. And, uh, I can't tell you how many people just, you know, s- sent their friend or their family member or their mom or their dad or whoever to, to come work with me. And, and it's been really good. Now, before you got into real estate, was was real estate a vehicle for you for investing mainly, or did you just want to kind of build your own business? Like, did you get into it, I guess, more to build your own business as an agent or more to kind of, you know, turbocharge your real estate investing career? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of both, right? So I've always been entrepreneurial at heart. Um, you know, I think when I was nine years old, I started my own newspaper around the block at my house because I w- used to be a paper boy, right? And I was tired of having to give away my commissions to uh, the person who owned the the city newspaper. And so I started my own, right? And I have a little, lot of little business ideas that I've started. And so uh, I wasn't quite you know, speech pathology wasn't quite scratching that itch. Um, And so I felt like I was flatlining and I did want to get into real estate investing because I had seen David, my best friend, who 10 years had been investing in real estate and built this big, you know, empire of real estate uh, rental properties, right? And so um, I had kind of started to see, wow, look at the progress he's made. How can I learn? And so a big part of it was, yeah, come join my real estate team, 
learn how to be um, a, a real estate agent, but also you're going to learn all the ins and outs. So it's, it's kind of a win-win. How can you lose? Um, and so absolutely, that's a big part of it is just kind of taking the experience of working with investors, working with clients, working with house hackers, and then being able to take that into my real estate investing career. And what's the plan for you for real estate investing? Like, are you are you looking to just buy and hold, fix and flip? Like, what where do you see kind of that going? Where do you want to go in the next few years with that? So I'm going to take the route that a lot of our um, our clients are doing right now, right? So I think a big part of it is house hacking. Um, my wife and two kids are fortunate enough to be on board with that, right? Because it's maybe not the most comfortable for, you know, 30-some-year-olds and their kids to lend out or rent out a portion of their property. But for us, it's just a great way. It's a great starting point because you you need little capital to, to get into the deal and you get the benefits of a primary residence loan as opposed to an investing loan. Um, and so we're going to use that to get property number one. Um, and then uh, absolutely going to look at uh, and focus more on kind of cash flow opportunities out of state, right? California tends to be more of an equity state. Um, it's not it's, it's very challenging to find properties that are always cash flowing. Right. Um, and so we're going to kind of invest here in California for long-term equity, but then also um, create another stream of income for um, looking at properties out of state. And have you thought about what states you're going to go into or have any plans for that? Yeah, I have a, I have a few different states where I've been talking to some, some friends and colleagues that I have. Um, I think North Carolina has been one of them. Uh, I, Cleveland is also one that I've been looking at, but I haven't quite settled on anything yet. I'm still focusing on that first house hack and then eventually start working on the out-of-state game. So what is your kind of like ideal day-to-day look like for your real estate business now? Yeah, that's a great question. So a big part is, um, you know, getting started. We get started at 9 a.m. every morning. Uh, we're still working out of my home office. So I've got about, you know, seven, eight people working uh, here. And this is also my kid's playroom. Um, and so I've got a lot of great dedication from people that are willing to come. And, you know, my, my wife brings them food and breakfast burrito, breakfast burritos in the morning and stuff like that. So it's fun. But um, a lot of it is what, what I'm focusing on is trying to get out of my inbox and pouring into the people that are underneath me and teaching them about real estate because just about everybody that's on this team is brand new to real estate. And so um, there's a lot of teaching and training, but then also getting back into production. Um, and so a big part of our day is focusing on meeting with new clients. Um, you know, what we do, what David talks about is um, the goal of using leverage is what he calls plan, P-L-A-N, right? And so my goal is really to operate out of those four things, which is prospecting, uh, lead follow-up, appointments, and negotiating. And if I can focus on those four money-making activities, th- that's going to bring in a higher production for our team. And so if it's, you know, I'm not chasing after, oh, where's that contract? Can you send that over? Or can you send me that PDF? I can't find it. Or here, we need to upload this to Google Drive. Um, and so my goal is to really get as far out of those so I can focus on those four lead uh, measures. So when, when you have a meetup and, you know, you're talking to people about investing in real estate, We've got, you know, uh, our almost entire audience are real estate agents. Some of them already invest, but for the ones who have wanted to invest and haven't yet, um, you know, what do you tell the people that are in your group or what advice do you kind of give to them? And then for the people who take it, like what feedback have you gotten? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest differentiator that I see between people who want to invest versus people who are already investing is merely taking action. Right. Um, 
taking action is probably the most important thing that anybody can do because a lot of times we have the information, we've done the research, but we get stuck in analysis paralysis, right? We get kind of boggled down by all the fears and emotions and anxieties that can come with, you know, buying an investment property. It's a big expense. It's a big uh, purchase. And so I think the biggest thing is really the people that take action and move swiftly and they're able to pivot and move um, in a, and adapt and in, in their environment are usually the ones that have the most success. Whereas the people that maybe get drowned and kind of stuck in the numbers um, at some point, they just end up not making the jump uh, and they need a little bit of help and encouragement to do so. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially with the house hacking stuff, because most people will go into buying a single family home with no income coming in. And the fear of doing that is typically lower than somebody who's going to invest and buy a property with income coming in. And it kind of always, you know, it's just interesting to me, like the difference just psychologically, because literally, I mean, when you buy a house and there's no income coming in, there's a risk there, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you stop making money and you can't pay your bills, I mean, again, the risk is you lose your house. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but there's a risk there that you could potentially not be able to cover your bills. Whereas getting into a multifamily or getting into a house hack where there's income coming in, you're automatically by definition, lowering your risk. And um, we just, you know, had, you know, a couple of people in my office that, that did it, some house hacks, one, a multi, one, a single family, Mm -hmm. and they're living there for almost free. Um, and it's like, they went from a situation where they were renting to living for almost free. And, you know, you can do that even in states like ours, where the prices were super high. Like you mentioned, if you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to either have other people in other units or, you know, share space within, you know, one unit. So I think it's just interesting, the mindset difference that, you know, someone can have when you actually put stuff down on paper, it's like, it doesn't kind of add up. Yeah, that's really good. That's a good point. So many people jump in and buy this huge house and they don't even have the finances to do it or they're, you know, drowning in debt. Whereas other people who have actually done the homework and thought about it, they still don't want to quite make the jump. And I'm one of those kinds of people. I'm a very analytical. I love looking at spreadsheets and creating spreadsheets and using calculators and all that fun stuff. But um, at the end of the day, we can't get stuck in that um, paralysis because we'll never make progress. What would you say like your biggest I guess, client investor story is. I know they're all success stories in, in some capacity, but are there any that kind of stand out? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like they're all successes. They're all wins, but yeah. um, you know, I've been, I've been really impressed by the people who, um, who, who go in and they buy a house and maybe it ends up not being exactly what they expected, right? So I've had a few clients come back to me where they they bought a property and all of a sudden there was a leak in the roof and you know there there was some issues that they had to deal with, right? Because a lot of times too, I think we get into real estate investing, we put on these rose-colored glasses and we think it's going to be all sexy and beautiful and pretty and easy. But the thing that I remind all my clients is houses break down over time, right? And so you got to make sure you're you're saving up for those. And so um, one couple in particular, you know, had their fair share of issues, but came back to me and said, when can we go buy number two? We're ready to go. And so just like the adaptability that I saw from them and not allowing that um, that adversity and that obstacle to hold them back. And actually they took that and used that to be like, let's go find number two. And then after that, let's go find number three. Uh, really impressed me a lot. Awesome. So what would you say, you know, to, to an agent um, in terms of just advice and in, in either just building your own, I guess, 
group or community uh, for people that are looking to go like down that type of route? Yeah, I would really focus on niching down to a specific group of people. Become the local specialist in your area for house hacking, for flipping, for burring, or whatever strategy you want it to be, right? You could be the local specialist for wine or whatever, but be the local specialist that everybody, when they, when they Google it or they look it up, they say, okay, this guy is exactly what I'm looking for because that's what they focus on. So I would say, number one, be that local expert. But number two, um, I would highly recommend really learning what that group of people, what their wants and needs are in their life. What, what really drives them? What's their why? Um, I think the more you kind of get down uh, to, to the heart of what really drives and motivates people, especially within your niche, um, and the more you understand who they are and what they're looking for and what makes them tick, that's going to be the key because you're going to know exactly how to help them, how to motivate them, and really help them get over the obstacles um, that might be keeping them from, you know, reaching the goals that they want to reach. And I think one of the biggest marketing mistakes just to play off of what you just said is you go so broad that you kind of sound and look and act like everybody else. And then it's like, well, you know, who is the best agent to serve me? Well, I don't know because I have these 10 people that all look, you know, sound exactly the same, but then you say, okay, you know, I'm interested in house hacking. Let me, let me figure out who, who helps with house hacking or who helps with any of those niche things. And then, oh, there's only, one person that does that. But then when you look, it, as long as whatever you're niching down to, if there's a need, right? You mentioned right. that a need and you're servicing that need. Um, you know, you captured whatever it was, 25 transactions last year from that. But that's not even, that's a fraction of even the people that are even looking to do that, right? right. So if you got your market share to half of all the people that were looking to do just that, I mean, I don't even know how many transactions that would be in your market, but it would probably be thousands, you know, when yeah. you really look at it. Um, and that's every year. So cool. Um, well, I want to thank you for, for jumping on today. Um, definitely a huge success story. I mean, 45 deals pretty much in your first year. I don't know. I mean, that you, you just don't see that that often. But, you know, you, you came into it knowing what you wanted to do, serving a niche, and, you know, you're kicking butt. So congratulations on that. And congratulations on the team too. I mean, you've got eight people on a team, again, pretty much in year two. That's just phenomenal success. That's awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Tom. Appreciate the time and coming in here and chatting and geeking out a little bit about real estate. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely been a fun journey and uh, appreciate just the opportunity to share it with others. All right, Kyle. Thank you again. This is Tom Caffarelli, your host of Agent Investor, and we will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.